If a man was ever capable of making sweet, sweet love to the sea, this is the romantic story he would write. Welcome my shipfaring mere mortalites to another round of the book reviews. The book reviews for those who want to transcend beyond mere mortality. Today I have for you another fun one. It is The Old Man and the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. This book was published in 1952 and it's a very short novella. It's only about 100 pages and it's a tiny book so you can smash it out in an hour and a half. And it tells the story of the old man Santiago and his passionate relationship to the sea. The story is set in Cuba, although the main action occurs in the Gulf of Mexico. So this is the area between the United States, between Cuba and between Mexico, that pocket of blue ocean. It starts off with him and his interaction with Manolin or the boy. So there are four really main characters in the book, two human and two non-human. Santiago, the old man, Manolin, the boy, the sea, and then the fish. Santiago was a weathered old fisherman without friends, without family. He seems to be a very solitary individual. He owns a small rowboat, I would call it, although it does have a sail in it as well. It's maybe three to four meters long from what I can tell in the book. And each day he goes out to try and find a fish. The story starts with the interaction between him and the boy. So his preparations of the boat, his expectations, the boy sometimes joins him, but this time has to go with his father. So he goes out on his own. Santiago is quite poor. He sleeps on a bed of newspapers. He has two sets of clothes. He has one rug to help keep him warm at night. And he has been 84 days without a catch and is now onto his 85th. He heads out to the sea and he starts doing his usual things. He's very meticulous with his lines, his, his fishing methods, what he's trying to do, watching the seagulls, watching the birds, watching the fish, seeing all these different things and keeping them into account. And then bam, he feels it. He's got a big one. The bulk of the story is then of his fight against the fish. So he's hooked a marlin, which if you don't know, is a tremendously big fish. It can be four or five meters long, hundreds of kilos in weight. And the fish drags him out to sea. And it's a real battle of perseverance of strength of endurance as he has none of the equipment you would expect he doesn't have a rowboat he has no method of mechanically pulling in the fish so he has to have the rope on his back tied against with his hands all of his strength and might holding on to this thing and giving plenty of slack when it needs to so the rope doesn't break it's a tremendous tale of endurance of one man fighting for his right his dominance over the sea in essence and it's very sentimental and passionate so it switches between his fighting against the fish and then relaxing being out in the sea trying to take in everything that there is it's an epic battle it lasts for three full days with two nights as well and eventually he managed to hook it in it's the biggest fish of his life on his journey home he encounters disaster sharks come they take parts of his fish and it's just like damn Santiago, you've put up this tremendous battle. He gets home, gets back into his bed, and that's where the story ends off. The tale does have a real life basis as Ernest Hemingway actually lived in Cuba and was very passionate and fond of deep sea fishing. The main character, the old man, is based on his first mate, Gregorio Fuentes. So he's combined all of these aspects of things he knows into this short, passionate novella. For me, the main themes reflect the title. So there is the old man and then there's the sea. I'm going to start off with the sea and it's loving femininity or combative masculinity. I'm going to read a short passage here. He always thought of the sea as la mar, which is what people call her in Spanish when they love her. Sometimes those who love her say bad things of her, but they are always said as though she were a woman. Some of the younger fishermen, those who used boys as floats for their lines and had motorboats, 
bought when the shark livers had brought much money, spoke of her as El Mar, which is masculine. They spoke of her as a contestant or a place or even an enemy, but the old man always thought of her as feminine and as something that gave or withheld great favours. And if she did wild or wicked things, it was because she could not help them. There's many things to pull from this passage. The first being something common in other languages, which is to use a noun with the masculine, the feminine, or even a neuter pronoun. So El Mar, which is masculine, it is combative, there's this strength, there's this determination, there's this pushing force against this. And then there's La Mar, which is feminine, it's beautiful, it's wild, it has this aura of mystery and this connection. I found this difference between the old man and the youth to be quite interesting. What is it about the youth that drive them to see it as more combative? Is it because of the testosterone in them? Because they are youthful? Is it because of the technology they're using? Is that why it takes this impersonal thing away. Whereas the old man is definitely more of the la mar. It's this deep connection with nature. What is it that drives him to really feel this? Is it old age that drives his preference towards the femininity? Is it his sentimentality? Is it his wisdom of the years? Is it because he has spent so much time in the ocean that he developed this connection? Is it because the ocean itself has this particular draw that brings him in? Is it because he doesn't have family and friends, so he needs to have an emotion, a connection, and he's just placed it into the ocean? Would he get the same thing if he was in the concrete jungle of a city? So many questions wrapped up into this, and I just like that aspect of being able to switch between for a simple thing, the sea, but switching it up and attaching emotion in this certain context and not in another. The other theme reflecting the old man is old age. And this I feel is the giving and receiving of respect. In the tale, the old man Santiago is just giving respect throughout. He gives respect to the Marlin for its beauty, for its perseverance, for its struggle to survive. He gives respects to his body, to his hands, for his back, for helping him pull in this magnificent beast, this creature. He gives respect to the sea for its wild ways, for how uncaring, but how beautiful it can be. He gives respect to his equipment. All of this doesn't mean that he necessarily has to like the situation that he's in, but there is this tremendous amount of wisdom that seems to come from being able to respect basically everything that you have. And so I feel this part of respect plays into wisdom and reading it, you feel, man, Santiago's got a lot of wisdom. And I came up with a random little formula, which maybe is wisdom equals respect times time. And so there's a couple of things that I gain from it. So for example, the old man is gentle, but he's fierce. He has this ability to behave in one certain context with one thing and then switch it around and show the opposite emotion when it's necessary. He's walks the talk. So when he says, oh, I'm an old man, I'm a rare old man, I do these certain things. He says this to the boy and then realizes, okay, I said these things, I need to walk the walk now. It's not just enough saying I'm an old man and I do these certain things. It's like, I have to prove that I am worthy of the respect of the boy of Manolin. He's very introspective and of his own mind as well. So he can tell when he's starting to get a bit crazy, when negative thoughts are popping up and he goes, oh, that's not a, that's not a useful one. Be careful of that. He can handle suffering. So he spends three days at sea with his back hunched over fighting against this Marlin and he's continuously just 
acknowledging the suffering, but not feeling it as part of him as almost like a meditative type of experience. And he's accepting of his mistakes, even though he's an old man and he should know better. So he forgot the limes and the salt, which would have made the eating of the raw fish that he uses to keep up his strength in the battle against the Marlin much more bearable. He forgets these things and he also hurts his hand because he gets distracted and the Marlin pulls suddenly and he's not ready for it. So even though all these negative things happen, he's still like, okay, that happened On to the next thing. I've got to deal with it. It's done in the past. No use worrying over it. Let's continue on. So there does seem to be something between this connection of respect of old age and this leading to wisdom. And I looked up the definition of respect and it's something like deep admiration of abilities, qualities, and achievements. So the old man has this admiration. And I think that's a pretty good state to be in of admiring of other things and just respecting them for what they are, for the abilities that they have, for the essence that is embodied within them. My personal observations and takeaways from the book, stories are way more fun, more engaging, more inventful, more impactful when you can actually envision them. And I fortunately had an experience, not in the Gulf of Mexico, but in the North Pacific Ocean, just off Mexico, going in a trawler and we caught a marlin. So I got to know, oh, this is actually how big these fishes can be. I got to swim in the sea and hear the dolphins underneath the water chattering away and seeing them leaping out and all these different things. So I could really envision, okay, this is what the old man is going through. This is what it would be like. Granted, I couldn't envision some things. Like I didn't really know particularly how he had the rope on his back and certain elements like that. But having those experiences, I think really brings to life books like this, where you can really feel it and go, oh, okay, I get it. I get what is being conveyed here. I think great authors have the ability to be succinct as well. So as I mentioned, this book is tiny. It's maybe 27,000 to 29,000 for the word count. And there are other examples of authors doing this who have longer books, such as Hemingway, who did this, and then George Orwell with Animal Farm, for example, right in that range of 28,000, 29,000 words. So there is something in, I think, a great author where, yes, they can write longer books, but they have an ability to be able to nail down a certain aspect or, or a particular tale when they want to. My final observation is a new one for me, which is I think a fantastic a character can really eclipse any ending. So I could have imagined the ending going several different ways. I could have imagined him going back and being victorious. He's got this huge fish, the biggest of his life, and the people of the town respecting him and showing him this gratitude for who he is as the old man. I could imagine him completely losing the fish. And so there is no evidence, no bones of how big it is in the ending of the this actual tale. The people of the town see like, holy shit, he had a gigantic fish. It got eaten by all the sharks, unfortunately, but there's that respect. And I think no matter how it would have ended, I would have still just been like, damn, that was a really good book because the old man, he embodies the the book. He is the essence of the book. So even though events happen to him, as long as he behaves in a you know correct manner, I guess, for who he is as a character, all these different events could have happened. And I still would have been like, damn, this is a good book. So in summary, for me, it's a wonderful story, really deserving of praise. I think this is renowned as one of Hemingway's best books. And Even though something is short and simple doesn't mean that it lacks profundity or depth. 
Personally, I'm not partial to the sea, to fishing or to really any of the activities that were contained within it. But I did feel that nobility of the sea, of the old man, of the profundity really drove home for me. So I've got to say this was a really solid book. I'm giving it a seven and a half out of 10, The Old Man and the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. So, Mere Modelites, we've come to the end of another book review, and I really do want to thank you for joining me up until this point. If you'd like to hear more, you can hit follow or subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening on. And if you could go over to Apple and iTunes and leave five stars and a nice review, that really does help me out. To interact or connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Mere Mortals Podcast. And other than that, I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. Kyron out.